Muhammad as our divine leader, teacher, and guide. Beloved brothers and sisters and friends of our radio audience, welcome to our weekly broadcast, Mr. Muhammad Speaks. This is Minister Malcolm X, substituting as a helper for our beloved leader and teacher, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and broadcasting tonight from Muhammad's Mosque Number 10 in what in Atlantic City, New Jersey. That's Muhammad's Mosque Number 10 in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And, and also, beloved brothers and sisters of our uh, radio audience, many of you will probably wonder why uh, I said that I am substituting as a helper for the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. But, well, the answer is this, that no one can substitute for the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Substitute means take the place of, and no one can take the place of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and therefore no one can substitute for the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. We can only substitute as a helper in, in, in the divine work that God will be like Muhammad. We can only substitute as a helper in, in, in the divine work that God has placed upon him to do here in America among the so-called Negroes. And all of the followers, the believers of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad are his helpers. We are all uh, his helpers, but he has no substitute. And, and again, you may ask, well, why doesn't the Honorable Elijah Muhammad have a substitute? No one can substitute for a man of God. No one can substitute for a servant of God. No one can substitute for an apostle of God. No one can substitute for a messenger of God. Some of you may uh, recall the stories in the Bible where uh, Jesus had helpers. They were called disciples. But Jesus had no substitute. Moses had helpers. But Moses had no substitute. Muhammad of in Arabia, the prophet in Arabia who lived 1400 years ago, had helpers, but Muhammad had no substitute. None of the prophets or men of God in the past who taught among the people of this earth in the past uh, had substitutes. They had helpers, but ne they had helpers, but never a substitute. And today here in America, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, this man of God, this servant of God, this messenger of God, this apostle of God, he also has helpers, but he has no substitutes. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad was raised from the midst of the American so-called Negroes by God himself. And many of the people in our radio audience have been writing in uh, each week asking us the question, what do we mean when we say that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was raised by God, or that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is a man of God, or a messenger of God, or an apostle of God? Uh, beloved brothers and sisters here at Muhammad's Mosque here in Atlantic City and those in our radio audience across the country, when we say that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is a messenger of God, this means that he has a message which he himself is not the author of, but a message of which God is the author. A message that God himself originated and gave to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and missioned him to deliver among the American so-called Negroes. So as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is carrying God's message of truth, this makes him a messenger of God. Or as it says in the Bible concerning the apostles, an, uh, an apostle is one who carries an epistle. An epistle is a letter, like the epistles of Paul or the letters of Paul. And since the word epistle means a letter, and a letter contains a message, then uh, the carrier of any epistle is an apostle. So when it speaks of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad as an apostle of God, it means that he is the same, it's the same meaning as when we say that he is a messenger of God. 
An apostle of God is a messenger of God. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is the carrier of God's message, the deliverer of God's message to the American uh, so-called Negroes throughout this country today. And this means that the word of life, the word of truth that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is teaching to our people uh, was given to him by God himself. He has been divinely taught a thorough knowledge of the truth by God himself. In fact, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is the first one from among the American so-called Negroes who has been taught a thorough knowledge of God, a thorough knowledge of the truth in which is included a thorough knowledge of God and a thorough knowledge of the devil. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad knows God, and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad knows the devil. He knows God because God has revealed himself to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And this God who has revealed himself to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is the one spoken of uh, in the uh, uh, in the biblical prophecy, uh, he's referred to by the Jews as the Messiah. He's referred to by the uh, uh, Christians as the second coming of Christ. He's referred to also in the Bible as Jehovah. And but uh, he is known to the Muslims by the name Allah, the real name of the divine supreme being, the one who created the universe, the one who sustains the universe. Uh, his real and proper name is Allah, and it is this God. The one whom the prophet said would come in the last day, who has come and searched among the American so-called Negroes and singled out the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and chose him as his messenger, chose him as his apostle, chose him as his servant. And today the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, this man of God, having been brought into a thorough knowledge and understanding of God himself, has also been brought into a thorough knowledge and understanding of the devil himself. Which means God in the flesh has appeared to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. God in person has appeared to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And God in person is now the teacher of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And that which he has taught the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is divine truth, supreme wisdom. A wisdom that uh, brings that, that has brought the Honorable Elijah Muhammad face to face with God. And at the same time has brought him face to face with the devil. Just as the Bible says, there are 6,000 years, and during which time God himself would be uh, unknown, or God himself would be a mystery because no one would have any knowledge of him, but at the end of the 6,000 year period, during which time the devil would rule, then God would come and reveal himself to one from among the lost tribes, uh, to one from among the lost sheep, to one from among the lost people, and God would take this one whom he would choose as his own, and not only would reveal to this last one, who was known in the Bible as a lamb, uh, not only would he reveal to this lamb a, a thorough knowledge of God, but he would also reveal to the lamb a thorough knowledge of the devil. And this knowledge that God would give to the lamb, this knowledge that God would give to the last messenger, or to the last apostle, or to his last servant, would automatically create a great controversy on earth, because when this last apostle of God would begin to deliver a message of truth to his people, that message would, would be designed to bring his own people, the lost people, also into the knowledge of God and into the knowledge of the devil. And as these lost people would be taught the knowledge of God and the knowledge of the devil, it would make them take a stand on the side of God and it would make them want to separate themselves from the side of the devil. So, beloved brothers and sisters of our radio audience and those at Muhammad's Mosque here in Atlantic City, New Jersey, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has been given a divine knowledge, a divine knowledge of, uh, of, from God and of God, and also been given uh, the supreme wisdom from the mouth of the supreme being himself.
And many of you will say, well, what was God's purpose in choosing the Honorable Elijah Muhammad? Why the Honorable Elijah Muhammad? Number one, what would God want him for? To whom would God send him? And then after uh, understanding this, we can better determine what kind of man would God choose. All of the messengers whom God chose in the past were humble men. Men who were chosen from the midst of a humble people. Noah was raised up from the midst of his people. And Noah himself was a humble man. And God placed his message of truth and his warning in the mouth of this humble man named Noah. Likewise, in the day when God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he searched among his own people and, and selected Lot. Because Lot was a humble man. And Lot would, was a man who would obey every word and every uh, command that uh, God gave him. So Lot, so God always chooses uh, his servant from among the lowly. He chooses his servant from among the humble. He chooses uh, his servant from among the downtrodden, from among the oppressed, from among the outcasts, as in the days of, uh, of uh, Egypt, when Pharaoh was oppressing the people of God. God chose Moses. In this instance, God chose his servant from among a people who were in bondage. He chose his, his servant from among a people who were in the house of bondage. He chose his servant from among a people who were strangers in a land that was not theirs. The same as the American so-called Negroes today are in the land of bondage. The same as the American so-called Negroes today are in the house of bondage. And the same as the American so-called Negroes today are strangers in a land that is not ours. Classified as second-class citizens, rejected in the society of our slave master. And just as God always in the past searched among the people who were slaves and selected an ex-slave as his messenger, as his apostle, as his servant today, Almighty God, whose proper name is Allah, has come into this house of bondage, come into this land of bondage, and searched among the American so-called Negroes, the people of bondage, and chose as his own servant in this day and time, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, who is like a modern Moses to the American so-called Negroes, and who is like a modern Noah to the American so-called Negroes, who is like a, a modern Lot to the American so-called Negroes. And he chose the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and missioned him as a messenger, a messenger of love and truth. And this mission, this divine mission that God has placed upon the back of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad uh, has uh, compelled him to spread a gospel of love and truth among the uh, people in the Bible who are described symbolically as the lost sheep or described in another part symbolically as the lost tribe. Which only means the lost people of God. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us that these people whom the Bible is uh, speaking of or referring to are none other than the American so-called Negroes. He teaches us that the Bible is a book, the language of the Bible is the book of symbolism. The Bible is written in parables. The Bible is written in signs. And he teaches us that a symbol is not the real thing, but it stands for the real thing. Likewise, a story is never uh, the real thing, but it is about the real thing. Or a sign is not the real thing, but a sign points toward the real thing. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us that these Bible stories, actually the importance of the Bible,
Bible stories isn't wrapped up in, in, in uh, their historic value, but rather their prophetic value. He says that these uh, uh, stories in the Bible actually are symbols, symbolic stories designed to paint a prophetic picture of the end of time, or the last day, the final day, the judgment day, the, the day and the time in which you and I, the so-called Negroes in America, are living right now. And the, the purpose or mission from God of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is to spread this uh, knowledge among the American so-called Negroes. Let you and me know that we are living in the fulfillment of Bible prophecy. We are living in the land that today is uh, pointed towards in the symbolic stories of the Bible prophecy. He says that when the Bible refers to Babylon, that in the, when you read about Babylon in the Bible, you are reading about America. When you read about Egypt or the land of Egypt in the Bible, you're reading about America. And it is easy for you and me to see wherein, whenever we read about the uh, story of uh, Babylon in the Bible, that this is a symbolic uh, uh, story that can easily describe America because Babylon was a country that had uh, risen fast and it had gained its power on the backs of slaves. It had gained its power by trafficking in human flesh. And it was the most powerful and, and wealthiest country of its day. And it became haughty and proud and it, uh, it lorded itself over the people that it kept in bondage. And today here in America, it, uh, uh, even the, uh, any American will admit that America too, the economy of America, was built up on the backs of the millions of black people in this country who were held in bondage. The 310 years of slave labor, free labor, that was contributed by the black people of America was largely instrumental in creating for America an economy that enabled her to rise to become rich faster than any country in history. And it has been the contributions that the black men have made as soldiers in defense of America in her navy and in her army and in her air force that has made America one of the most powerful military uh, countries on this earth today. And despite the contribution that has made, have been made by the black man toward America's security, toward America's economy, and toward America's political strength, and even toward the prestige that America has all over the world, still America looks down upon the so-called Negro. White America rejects and looks down her nose upon the American so-called Negro. Just as Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar in the Bible looked down upon Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, despite the contribution that the Hebrew children had made to Babylon today, America likewise, fulfilling the symbolic tale of the Bible, uh, uh, looks down upon 20 million black people whom she has relegated to the role of second-class citizens. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has been reared, raised from our midst by God to give the American so-called Negroes an understanding of the Bible and an understanding of ourselves so that when we read the Bible, we can see what part we play in the fulfillment of the prophetic picture painted by the symbolic stories in the Bible. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad also teaches us that just as in Egypt, uh, as the biblical story of Egypt, he also points out how the people were taken into captivity. They were uh, thoroughly uh, uh, exploited and, uh, and oppressed, suppressed, uh, persecuted by Pharaoh, the slave master, to the point where they were crying for God or someone to come and rescue them. And God searched God. When God finally came, he searched among these uh, slave people and took one of their own 
slave brothers, a man named Moses, and used him as a teacher and a warner, as a teacher of the Hebrews to, to, to tell them about their own God and the God of their own forefathers, and also at the same time a warner to Pharaoh to let Pharaoh know the price that he would have to pay if he were to put his hands on the people of God. Today here in America, in the modern house of Egypt, the modern land of Babylon, or rather the modern land of Egypt, the modern house of bondage, uh, a modern Moses has been raised up by God. Just as God raised up a modern Daniel in the days of Babylon uh, to teach the Hebrew children, and raised up a modern uh, a Moses in the, in the days of Egypt to teach the Hebrew children, today God has raised up a modern Daniel and a modern Moses and a modern Noah and a modern Lot uh, uh, to teach the American so-called Negroes the truth that has been hidden from us for the past 400 years. Ever since we were kidnapped from our own homeland and brought 9,000 miles from the east here into the west, and our eyes put out, and we were kept deaf, dumb, and blind in the darkness of ignorance here in North America. The sisters of our radio audience know that Muhammad Mosque here in Atlantic City, New Jersey. We are, we should be forever give thanks that God has visited America and searched in our midst and found us Someone raised up someone and qualified someone to, to, to uh, be a divine leader and a divine guide and a divine teacher for the American so-called Negroes. And the mission of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad in our midst, in spreading the gospel of love and truth among us, is to awaken us. First, he must awaken us. And by awaken us, what do we mean? He has to let us know what time it is. Uh, when your alarm clock goes off in the morning, you don't want to hear it. But yet, uh, uh, you were the one who said it to go off before you went to sleep. Because while you were awake and in your right mind, you knew that if you overslept, you would be the loser. Likewise, before you and I uh, fell into the hands of our enemy, and our enemy robbed us deaf, dumb, and blind, put out our light, put us to sleep, and left us here in the grave of ignorance, before we fell down to this level, uh, we knew that someday we would fall into the clutches of this enemy, and at the same time we would have to be awakened someday. And these wise prophets in the Bible predicted that after the American so-called Negro would spend 400 years in bondage in the hands of your and my enemy, that God would raise us up a warner. That, that, which means that the clock was set, the alarm was set before you and I even went to sleep. And today when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad stands up, and issues the uh, message of truth, this gospel of truth, this warning. Uh, all he is doing is fulfilling what all of the prophets in the past said he would do when God raised him up. He would be a warner to the so-called Negro. Warn us what time it is. Let us know that we are that, that the time is up. Let us know that the sun is risen. Let us know that a new day is here. Let us know that a new hour has come. Let us know that a new era has been ushered in by God himself. And let us know that it is time for us to sleep no longer. And by letting us know what time it is, God has missioned the Honorable Elijah Muhammad to let us know that the time of our enemy has run out. As the book says, the Bible says that the devil would, devil would only rule the world for 6,000 years. And the devil that would rule the world for 6,000 years is called the Prince of Darkness, which the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us only means a prince is a ruler. And it means that this devil would rule the earth in darkness. That he would keep the people in darkness and falsehood and ignorance and rule them while they were in ignorance. And beloved brothers and sisters of our radio audience, to give you a good example of how uh, thoroughly the scientists 
Way back there knew the condition that our people were then. It says in the ninth chapter of uh, Isaiah and the second verse, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them has the light shined. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us that this right here is only a prophetic picture of the so-called American Negro in this day and time. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. It only means that for the past 400 years, the American so-called Negro has been in the darkness of ignorance. For the past 400 years, the American so-called Negroes have not known their own mother tongue, have not known their own history, have not known their own nationality, have not known their own name, have not known, had any knowledge whatsoever of their own culture, of their own religion, or of their own God, have been cut off and separated and held in bondage 9,000 miles away from our own people. And being in this condition for 400 years, you and I have slipped into the darkness of ignorance. And after we have, uh, we have been in the darkness of ignorance or this grave of ignorance without light, without wisdom, without truth, without knowledge for so long that this grave of ignorance has become our prison. The absence of light has made it a prison house for us. And the Bible here says, but the Bible here says, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. It means that after 400 years, despite the thick darkness, the thick ignorance uh, that you and I will have been in, that God would make his appearance among the American so-called Negroes. And that when God makes his appearance among the so-called Negroes, he will raise up a messenger from our midst. He will raise up an apostle from our midst. He will raise up a servant from our midst, a flesh and blood man, just as you and I. One of our own kind, one who is born among us, one who has been raised among us, one who has lived among us, one who knows us because he is one of us. And because this one is one of us and knows us, he'll be qualified to represent us. He'll be qualified to guide us. He'll be qualified to teach us. And he'll be qualified to lead us. God will take the light of truth and put it in the hand and in the mind and in the mouth of this little uh, black man whom he raised from our midst in the last day. And when this little black man stands up, the book says, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. Though they have been in the darkness of ignorance for 400 years, when God will visit America in the last day and raise up the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and then the Honorable Elijah Muhammad begins to spread the message of, of truth and love that God has taught him, to, as just as the prophet said, those of us so-called Negroes who for 400 years have been in the darkness of ignorance, at that time when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad begins to spread the gospel of truth, we will then see a great light. It says, they that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them has the light shine. And all over this world, no one dwells more, uh, more thoroughly in the shadow of death than the American so-called Negro. You and I are mentally dead. We have no knowledge of ourselves. We are mentally blind. We're not able to see. We are mentally deaf. We are not able to hear and understand the truth. We are crippled. Who cannot walk on our own, we cannot stand on our own feet. We have to have the white man to stand, to stand for us. We have to have the white man to guide us and to lead us and to provide jobs for us. And just as the, uh, Bible here says, those that dwell in the land in the shadow of death. And we are, we are people who have been dead economically. We are not able to provide jobs for ourselves. We are not able to go into business 
for ourselves and create the job opportunities and the economic security for ourselves and our kind as the white man has been able to uh, create for himself and his kind. And for this reason, beloved brothers and sisters of our radio audience and those at Muhammad's Mosque here in Atlantic City, New Jersey, we are a people who have been economically dead. We are socially dead, meaning we are discriminated and cut off and ostracized from the higher circles of society. We are uh, spiritually dead. We have had no knowledge whatsoever of our own religion, of our, of our own God, and the type of religious life that our God wants us to lead. So we've been spiritually dead. We're morally dead. We are a people who have lost all regard for high moral standards. We have been copying the society and the low morals of the people who captured us and made us slaves. And because, because of this, we have become a people who are morally dead. We're dead broke. We're dead mentally. We're dead spiritually. We're dead in every way that you can think of. And because of this, we fit the, the picture painted here by this script, well in the land and the shadow of death upon them has the light shine. Which means in the last day, the time that we're living in right now, a new light is shining upon the American so-called Negro. Whereas in the past, you and I felt that we had to beg the white man for a job. Today, the divine light that God has given to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is making the eyes of the black people here in America come open. And we're beginning to see that instead of depending upon the white man to give us a job, we should stand on our own two feet and create jobs for ourselves.